At Primrose Schools, high-quality early learning education and care means health and safety always come first in classrooms with a thoughtful balance of play and structure. For more information, visit primroseschools.com today. Hey, my name is Brian Golden. I'm the lead pastor of Centerpoint Church, and I'm the host of this program called Unfiltered Radio. And we're in a series right now called Skeptic, and what we're doing is discussing the big questions about God and about Christianity. And I think this is going to be helpful for you and hopefully challenging. He came to tear down every wall, and so I want to be a part of tearing down every wall. You are literally working against the activity of God in your generation. I've said this before. I want to say it to you one more time. Abandon whatever you can't examine. Everything that God wants to say to humanity, everything he wants to show off, everything he wants to put on to display, it is all represented in Jesus. God has a good plan for your life from this point forward. And so the marching orders are from now on, God, I want to invite your grace. I want to invite your mercy in, and I want you to fix what has been broken. And I want you to clarify what has been distorted. And I'm going to trust that your way is better. Hey, welcome back to Unfiltered Radio. My name is Brian Golden. I'm the lead pastor of Centerpoint Church and the host of this program. In today's culture, many of us are asking the question of what does it mean to authentically follow Jesus? Like, what did he actually say and how can it change your life? So whether you're a skeptic, a longtime believer, or maybe you're just investigating faith, we've created Unfiltered with you in mind. And we want something for you, not from you. Unfiltered is a listener-supported program, so if our message has helped, you can give at unfilteredradio.com slash donate. I hope that today's message encourages you or helps you on your journey of investigating Jesus. Hey, thanks for joining us. We are in a series right now called Skeptic, and we're attempting to answer some of the big questions about God and Christianity. Not that we can answer all of them, obviously, and not that we can solve every mystery. But here's what we believe through the scriptures, and that is that God who revealed himself through Jesus is an observable, explainable, intellectual God. And this is an intellectual faith. And we're actually invited to come with our questions and invited to come with our doubts. And for some of us, maybe you listening, that's very different than maybe what we grew up with, which was just here, believe this, or here, just have faith. And then somewhere along the line, there was this gap between what we were handed off and what we experienced. And so in this series, we're just looking at some of those big questions like, how could a good God allow evil and suffering? One of the huge age old questions. Or why is the Bible reliable? Why do we think it's legit? Or what is the starting point for Christianity? And all of those are really, really powerful questions, but I think none of them maybe are quite as powerful as what we're going to talk about today, and that is the big question of what is faith? Like, faith is, I think, the most confused, misused, and abused concept in all of religion, and this may be really a massive, massive thing to confront and really answer in order to move forward, and so I'm so glad you've joined us for this series, Skeptic. And let's dive in again today answering this question. What is faith? Jesus' closest followers lost faith in the end. Hey, so guys, I mean, you're with them. What, like, what do you believe? Uh, what, I don't know. We believe he's a liar. Because everything that he said became a lie the moment that he was crucified. 
Like everything that he said, because the problem with Jesus' message was Jesus was the message. With Gandhi, there was a philosophy and teaching. With Muhammad, there was a philosophy and teaching. With every other religion, there were some things that you could grab a hold of and take forward. And, you know, God spoke and they were a prophet to the people. Jesus was unlike any of those things because he claimed to be the message. He claimed to be the movement. I'm not telling you about some teachings. I'm not a prophet that was communicating with God. I am God. I am the resurrection in life. I am the message. I am the Messiah. I am the son of God. And messiahs and sons of God do not get killed. The problem with Jesus' message was Jesus. It had no ability to survive the first century because there was nothing to take for it because he had made so many claims about him. He was a lunatic and a nut job the moment he died. All of it became a lie. So what do you guys believe? We, we believe he's a liar. We, we don't really believe anything that we believed at first. So guys, Peter, John, are you guys going to take the teachings forward? No. We weren't willing to give up our lives when he was here. We're not dying now because all of this became a lie. There's nothing to take forward. Oh, he's the Messiah. Where is he at? He's dead. Oh, he's the son of God. Oh, man. Where is it? He died. He said he's the resurrection and the life. I should add on he's dead though. Like that, we're, no, we're not taking anything forward. There's nothing to take forward. Listen, you should just consider this. Jesus' mom lost faith. After Jesus died, she mourned for her son, but she didn't believe any of it. All of them said, we hoped, we dreamed, we believed. And then the Romans came and then the Jewish authorities came and all this upheaval in the city came about and all of it ended for us. Listen, you just need to consider this. Those who brought us the story of Jesus, who were closest to Jesus, who believed more than you're ever gonna believe, who had seen more than you're ever gonna see, who were moved by his teachings more than you are ever gonna be moved by his teachings. Many, all of them did not believe what many of you believe today and they knew him. This is why I'm a follower of Jesus. This is why I've chosen to become a Christian because a few weeks later, and this is where I've tried to move you throughout this whole series, not 80 years later, not 90 years later, and not in a land far, far away once upon a time. A few weeks later, these same cowards poured into the streets of Jerusalem. As I've said, Peter, Peter, do you remember what Peter was doing? He was dropping explicatives to a schoolgirl going, I don't even know the blankety blank. There's the guy that ran out of the garden naked. Most of them were in a fetal position in upper room apartments. Everybody ran. Everybody was scared for their life. Everybody knew it had ended. And a few weeks later in Jerusalem, not another city, Jerusalem, among the same people who are a part of the crucifixion, the same people who could walk to a tomb, the same people who were around when everything went down just a few weeks later. And all of a sudden, these cowards became bold proclaimers, not of what Jesus taught. There was no problem prodigal son message, not of the golden rule. They, they didn't even deliver that message. They, they didn't teach about, you know, the, the sermon on the mountain and blessed are the poor in spirit. That was not their message. Their message was simple because none of that stuff mattered the moment Jesus died. Their message is what Acts said. They poured into the streets of Jerusalem. They were wetting their pants a few weeks earlier. Now they're bold proclaimers of truth going, hey, you guys killed him. Not in general, like Frank, you were there last Thursday. You guys killed him. God raised him. We have seen him say you're sorry. That was their message. 
Listen, you guys killed him. We have seen him, not in some distant, like we've seen him. We had breakfast with him on the beach. You can go ask people. We're in the same city. Go to the tomb. See if you find anything. See if the the Roman soldiers and centurions, see if they have any answer. They'll make up a story for you, but come on. Everybody in the city is talking about it. It's documented in history. This is why We believe. And then 20 years later, the apostle Paul, as we looked at last week, he walks into Athens, Greece, and he begins to talk to the philosophers and the poets and says, listen, this is not like any other religion. This is not like the Greek God Zeus. This is uh, entirely other because this is not about us believing that Jesus left us some teachings. This is us seeing something happen in history that God has actually given us proof that he's done something in our generation. They're like, no, there's no religion and proof. You're babbling. We don't understand this Jesus thing. What is this all about? And here's what Paul says in Acts 17, 31. 31. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. Do you know why the church survived the first century? Do you know why we're here? Do you know why we believe? Do you know why I'm a Jesus follower? Do you know why you should become a Christian? Do you know why you should seriously reconsider becoming a Christian or consider for the first time becoming a Christian is because every single individual who were closest to Jesus all believed that he was dead. Not one, no heroes show up. Nobody even went to the cruise, to, to the funeral after the fact. Nobody stayed around. Everybody ran. Everybody fled and every single person down to a man, James, Peter, John, Matthew, Mary, the mother of Jesus, all believed that. Hey, my name is Brian Golden. I'm the lead pastor of Centerpoint Church, and I'm the host of this program called Unfiltered Radio. And right now, if you're just joining us, we're in a series called Skeptic. And we're talking all about the big questions of God and Christianity and how do you reconcile some of those tensions that all of us feel? Like, how could a good God allow evil and suffering? Or why do we believe that the Bible is reliable and legit? Or what is the starting place for Christianity? And today, specifically, we're looking at this question. What is faith? And that may seem like um, somewhat of an elementary question, but I think the issue or the concept of faith is maybe the most confused, misused, and abused concept in all of religion. And so as we begin to really investigate some of the big questions about Christianity, this is maybe the chief question of all and the question that really is a catalyst for everything else. What is faith according to the scriptures and according to what Jesus taught? And so I'm so glad you've joined us. Maybe you're coming from a place where your framework from the past was, hey, just believe this or just have faith or, you know, just embrace it. But I'm telling you, we believe that God through Jesus is an observable, explainable God. And he's invited us to come with our questions. He's even invited us to come with our doubts. And so I'm glad you've joined us for this series, Skeptic. And let's dive back in as we answer this question. What is faith? He was dead. And then they saw something. And this is the foundation of Christianity. Not believe something. People believe something all the time in faraway lands and in caves and in movements and in systems. Everybody believes that. They didn't believe that. They saw something. Their resurrected 
Savior, and it did something on the inside of them that changed them forever. And the church's message for the first 300 years was not, oh, God has spoken to a prophet and given us a teaching. In fact, it wasn't teaching at all. It wasn't messages at all. It wasn't the articulation of principles at all. The message of the church for 300 years, and somehow the church in the 21st century has lost this, and we've got to bring it back front and center. Their message was simple. It isn't that God taught something. It is that God did something in history. He raised a man from the dead, and that's why we believe. That's why we follow. In fact, if you were to ask them, they would, would have just said this. We believed that not a teaching was given to us. Not that God spoke to a prophet. We believe that something happened. We believe that Jesus died on the cross and God raised him from the dead. And we do not believe it because the Bible says so. I, I want to remove that from our vocabulary forever. We love the scripture. It's a documentation of God's word, but it is bigger than that because for the first 350 years, the church had no completed Bible. They had no New Testament. They could not turn to the book of John and these writings and scraps written in the first 30 years floated around. And yet thousands and thousands and thousands of people embrace the fact that Jesus Christ rose from the grave. And if if you were to ask them, it wasn't because the Bible says there was no Bible. It was because many of them saw a resurrected Christ who were handed down the information and eyewitness accounts of a resurrected Christ. And they placed their faith and trust in him over Jupiter and Zeus and the Greek gods and everything else that was stacked up because this was not about teaching. It was about something that happened in history. And many of them gave up their lives, not for what they believe. People do that all the time. They gave up their lives for what they say they saw a resurrected Jesus. And we don't believe that because the Bible says, as I've said throughout this series, and I just want to ingrain this in your mind. We believe it because Matthew wrote about it. We believe it because Mark interviewed Peter and he wrote about it. We believe it because John was one of the first to the tomb and he wrote a detailed account of everything that he encountered. We believe it because John, one of the guys that was there wrote about and articulated and penned everything that he saw, everything that went down. We believe it because Peter, who was there, talked about the fact that he saw his resurrected Christ. We believe it because James, as I've said before, thought his brother was off the rails, thought his brother needed institutionalized, thought his brother was crazy. And for some reason, after one weekend, he bowed his knee to believe that his brother was Savior and Lord, his brother. We believe it because Paul, one of the smartest men in the first century, studied under Gamil, interviewed those closest to Jesus and believed that there was a resurrected Christ. Come on, the Bible says so as a little bit middle school. We are thankful for the scripture. That is, this is the place we know the character of God. We believe that it's the inspired and errant word of God. But you just need to know for 300 years, people began to follow Christ without a Bible because the basis, the epicenter, the foundation, and the confidence we have is something happened in his. History. We believe that Jesus rose from the grave. Hi, my name is Brian Golden. I'm the host of Unfiltered Radio that you can listen to weekdays at 630 right here on this station. And I'm the lead pastor at Centerpoint Church. And I'm so excited with what God has done through Centerpoint and the fact that we are launching in North Campus on Easter Sunday, April the 21st. 
And a few years ago, we started as an alternative to church as usual. Whether you're a skeptic, cynic, maybe you're a longtime follower of Jesus, and you just haven't found a place to belong. And we've created a place that is accessible and welcoming to every type of group. It's the safest place, we believe, for anybody struggling with anything. And it's all about one thing, and that is loving others the way that Jesus has loved us. And it is imperfect but it is the church that we imagine in our community and God has begun to grow it and do incredible things. And now there's the need for more space. And so we're launching this North Campus on Easter Sunday. We would love for you to be there. And we would also love for you, if you're interested, to be a part of the launch team. You can get all of the information and sign up at centerpointfl.org. Hey, I want to invite you to tune into a brand new series we're launching after Easter called Unfiltered Jesus. That really is the heart of this program, Unfiltered Radio. And really, with all of us, we have confirmation bias. We come to certain things with preconceived notions. And that's none more true than it is with the life and the message of Jesus. Like, we attribute Jesus to opposing movements and political parties using the same verses. We have a million denominations. We justify all kinds of different things all in the name of Jesus. And so in this series, we're really asking the question, what does the unfiltered version of Jesus look like? Because it's possible in our generation that a lot of people are following a Jesus that they don't really know. And they've walked away from a Jesus who doesn't really exist. And so I hope you'll join us right after Easter for this brand new series, Unfiltered Jesus. So let me just end with this. And this is what I said last week. And if it's a little redundant, I don't care. I just want you to wrestle with this question. The question to start with. The question, if you ever doubt any of your doubts, the question, if you ever take any of this seriously, is who is Jesus? Not what happened to the dinosaurs. Not is it a literal seven days. We can have great conversations on that, and, and maybe you're right. That's not the foundation of our faith. That does not make me lose sleep whatsoever. Not what happened with the ark. Not seeming inconsistency. The foundation, the starting point. And if you ever want to be intellectually honest, the question you've got to sincerely answer, who is Jesus? And before you answer that question too quickly, I want you to remember this, that a single event... A single event changed how those closest to him answered that question. Before Easter weekend, who is Jesus? Answer A. After Easter weekend, same guys, who is Jesus? Answer B. How do you explain that? Who is Jesus? And before you move too quickly to answer that question, a single event, not a teaching, not a philosophy, not a verse. A single event changed how those closest to him answered that question. And here's the last thing that I want to tell you, and I want to move this to the forefront of us as a gathering, because this has been so lost, and we have so confused some of you with all this peripheral stuff. And we need to get back to what they taught for the first 300 years, that this is the center. Here's what this means. It means that when you pray, God hears your prayers. Not because we believe that if there's a God, he should hear our prayers. No, we believe that because when Jesus was on the earth, he taught that when you go into your closet or you're walking down the street and you begin to talk to God, God leans in and God hears your prayers. And that's why we believe that every time we call on the Lord, he hears us because Jesus said it and Jesus rose from the grave. It's why we believe that you can call God Heavenly Father, not because that's just a good add-on or addendum to our religious system, because, you know, you got to believe that, some things. 
We believe it because Jesus said, this is different than any other religion. This is personal. This is the opportunity to come before God and to call him, not your jacked up father, your perfect heavenly father. And we believe that's true. And we believe that we can address God that way because Jesus said that. That's the foundation of our faith. We believe that heaven when you die is not just because we got to answer some questions about life and make ourselves feel better. And so we believe that there's heaven. We believe that there's going to be a day where every injustice is going to be eradicated. And we believe that there's going to be a day when every tear is going to be wiped away. And we believe that there is going to be a day when every single wrong is going to be undone. And we don't believe that because we need something to believe. We believe that because when Jesus walked the earth, he talked about the kingdom of God. And when he died, that message died with him. And when he rose to life, that message raised with him. And we believe it because Jesus said it and Jesus rose from the dead. And there's going to be a day where we are face to face with Jesus Christ with no fear of condemnation and no fear of rejection because he had paid our debt on the cross and he rose from the grave and the moment he rose it validated everything he said about his death that's why we believe that we we believe that no matter where you're at if you're going through a really difficult time right now walking with some people this week who are absolutely devastated that as difficult as it is we shouldn't be surprised when difficulty comes because Jesus said in this life you're gonna have difficulty but take heart I've overcome the world. And when he died, that meant nothing. But when he rose from the grave, it meant everything. Because Jesus said it. And unlike any other religion or any other religious system, and I want to challenge you to grapple with these questions. He didn't leave us a teaching. He didn't leave us a philosophy. He gave a message to the world that everybody's invited in and everybody can have forgiveness and everybody can have relationship with God and nobody is too far gone. And then he gave us proof in a generation that's unlike any other religion. He rose from the grave. And so why do we believe that, what we believe? We believe it because of Jesus and because something happened in history that I think is undeniable. He walked out of a grave. And so literal seven days, an ark, why do bad things happen? Seeming inconsistencies, stuff I don't really understand in Revelation, it does not cause my faith to waver one moment. The moments where God's silent, those times where I don't understand what he's doing, loved ones who've passed way too early, the things I can't grapple with, that I can stand in the midst of that. When God seems silent, when God seems distant, when God seems he's not answering my prayers, and it does not have to shake my faith because that was never the foundation. And in those moments, my mind goes back to what is undeniable in history. A man died on a cross and he walked out of a grave alive. And even when he's not answering my prayers, I cling to what is knowable in history. And thank God that he gave us something that was not a system or religion, but something that had proof in history. Hey, thanks for joining us in this series called Skeptic. And I just want to invite you, if you've missed any of these messages, 
to go to our website at unfilteredradio.com. You can listen to all of them there, and you can also find our messages on any podcast catcher. And I'd love for you to go do that and just catch up because we've been attempting to answer some really big questions in this series about God and about Christianity. Now, here's the thing. We know we can't answer every question and we can't solve every mystery. But here's what we believe from the scriptures, and that is that God who revealed himself through Jesus is an observable, explainable God. That God is not in contradiction with science, and God is not in contradiction with philosophy or in psychology, and that God has invited us to come with our questions, with our doubts, and even come with our skepticism. And so some of the questions we've been looking at are the age-old questions like, how could a good God allow evil and suffering? Or what is the starting place for Christianity? Or even what is faith? Or why do we believe that the Bible is reliable? And I believe that none of us should be afraid of those questions. And so whether you've followed all of your life, I want to invite you into this series to really begin to look at why you believe what you believe. And if you're in the place of maybe being skeptical or cynical, I want to invite you to come investigate and to come answer and ask some of your questions about faith, believing that there may be all answers on the other side of your doubt. So thanks for joining us in this series called Skeptic. Skeptic.